0: Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex, trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex, good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex, the final
1: fantasy.
2: Bum, bum, bum. Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, are my two little fantasy championship playing in boys. Uh, only one can be the champion. Uh, Alex, welcome. Not me. Uh, and uh, then I guess I usually do Josh first. That's why Josh, our Conquer Source. I don't know if we've ever said the name of our league before. On here. Well, it's the Conquer Source of the the draft. Um, Josh Weiner 2020 champion. Long How are you feeling baby?
1: Oh uh, feels good man. Uh, thank you buddy.
2: You're very welcome. Um, do you have any like do you have any like inspirational things to say to any of our listeners? Who may, nope. Uh, uh,
1: last uh, Sunday was the greatest day of my life and it's all going to be downhill from here so.
2: I mean what if you win next year though? <laughs>
1: Um well nothing's as great as your first one so you know
2: That's true that's very true in all things um I think we can all agree on that and you're not going to win next year anyway so <laughs> too excited Um but yeah crazy week 7 um Alex of course fifth championship uh, Did I say what did I say week 7 Oh well I think I finished it I think it, maybe I just blurted out week 17 I wish it was week 7 let's go back but at Crazy Week 17, we finished our season. Uh, Alex, fifth, record fifth championship appearance. Couldn't pull it out again. 0-5 in championships. But you know what? You made it to five. That's Always a bridesmaid. Never. If that's its
1: own, That's its own. Uh, you know, achievement. Shut up. See, Josh, it would be more of an
2: achievement, but I've also been to five, but I've won four of them. So until he goes to his sixth one and loses it, then he's 0-6. Then I'll be like, well, you've been to I, six. Why don't the both of you shut up? well I mean also our league only had three champions and then one champion who had left the league a while back so you were the first new champion in about five years so congratulations Uh, I hope you hold the title well and uh, bring as much respect to the league as I did uh, over this past year and uh, you know subsequent three other times that I would won it but (laughs) moving on fantasy football which is the entire point of this podcast Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some games from last week Um, like I said uh, we were going to record yesterday but then uh, some stuff happened Um, I believe Alex said that's in a chat Uh, Olympus has fallen um maybe a little bit of reason, <laughs> but Gerard Butler did not show up uh because he was told that they did not need his services. But so we decided not to uh record last night. So this one will be coming at you Friday. It is Friday now. It's not really Friday, it's Thursday, but it'll be Friday when we drop it. But um yeah, probably a lot of games everyone knows about, some some big scores, some players sitting. Um the first game uh that I, I had on uh this weekend uh was the Bills and the Dolphins, actually. Um I was playing for third place in our league, uh, and I did eke out a win, a two point win, uh, but I was going back and forth whether or not to start Josh Allen, so I wasn't sure if he played the whole game. Didn't have a lot of other options. The other one was actually 2 uh on the other team. Glad I started Josh Allen, uh, threw three touchdowns in the first half, and the Bills just, just beat up the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are a 10 win team who were playing for a playoff spot, and they just got slaughtered. I mean, it, that game was over, easily over at halftime, and then they just continued pouring it on. I mean, Matt Barkley looked in that game. Remember Matt Barkley? You guys, USC quarterback, remember him? Uh, he is the Bills backup and played very, very well in, you know, a, a second half and just their special teams, their defense, there was all over them. Uh, and I guess I'll Josh this question. So like from a fantasy perspective, especially with the draft coming up and um, the Dolphins actually hold um, the, uh, the first round draft pick of the Houston Texans, um, which is a, a pretty high pick. It's actually the number three pick. <laughs> um, so they finished 10 and six. Uh, get that uh, that trade from the Laramie Tunsil trade. Um, number three, number three pick. Everything you've seen from Tua, and like I said, I'm only asking this because I have seen some people, probably more irate Bills fans than actual you know pontificators in sport. But do you think Tua is the answer? Do you think the Dolphins take a shot and take a quarterback at three?
1: Um. You know, from what I've seen of Tua, I, I feel like it's way too early to tell. You know, I feel like they'd be really screwing up if they took a quarterback with their first-round pick. Um, and I don't know who would probably fall to third uh, in the first round. Probably it's going to be um, um, Fields. I mean, you're looking at, at, you're at, you're looking at Justin with, Fields probably. Justin Fields yeah. probably in there. So, I, mean, I don't I, – I, to me it's it's sort of like i think you got to give the guy another shot he's i think he started what nine games this season or something like that mm-hmm. yeah um and never and got benched got started got benched um you know he's got some issues i think with in terms of downfield accuracy but most rookie quarterbacks do and yeah um, but nothing i've seen from him tells me that he can't be a starting quarterback in the nfl and I think if you give him some help uh, on defense, which is where I'd probably be looking uh, if I was Miami. I mean, they have a great defense to start with, but, um, you know, to me, that'd be a fool's errand to to try to draft a quarterback. Uh, but I think that was their goal in starting Tua was to figure out what do we have. Yeah. Because uh, they were playing well with Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. Um, to start the season, and then they benched him for Tua, and then it was sort of like, well, I guess we're going back to Fitzpatrick. But, um, yeah, I don't
2: know. No, I agree. I, like I said, I, I don't – I pose that question with an – like I think it would be really dumb for them to draft a quarterback. But you do have to think, you know, um, this is a good team. Uh, and it's kind of shocking to see one of those like Patriots convert coaches – actually you know succeed or kind of look like they have the ability to succeed long term so i mean you look at this team and you're like it's probably gonna be a while before they're drafting this high again like i don't i foresee them you know being a decent team for a while so i mean that is another we'll see yeah i mean the the,
1: the final point i'll say is you know they're in a position to win now i mean they had a good team they have a, a stellar defense um and so, to me, it's like if you want a quarterback, go like look at what your trade options are to get an established quarterback. Don't go out to the draft to try to, you know, move up to a rookie quarterback to yeah whole process. Especially over after year.
2: taking one really high last yeah. year, but yeah, moving on from the Alex that it's. I think honestly, well, what do you? Pick. I
0: mean, what do you think? I don't know. I don't. I don't think they could get anybody. Uh, I think it'd be stupid yeah. to draft somebody at three. I mean, they they can't get Lawrence. And, yeah. You know, granted I haven't been really following college football this year, but I don't know who else you're going to get. That's going to really. Well, that oh, who sorry. do you think that, what position do you think they need the most to make the leap into the playoffs?
2: Honestly, I think for me, I think the smart move, because I mean, the next, you know, the next guy up is, uh, and his name is kind of hard to pronounce. So I don't want to, but he's an offensive lineman for Oregon. And he's the guy who's pretty much the consensus number two. Um, so, honestly, like, at this point, I, I think it's smarter for them to trade back and garner some more draft picks. So, I mean, they have two draft picks in the first round this year, theirs and Houston's. I think that's the move, honestly, and, and then drafting offensive line or defense in uh, some of the later picks and just kind of, you know, Sweeping up some picks. And I think that's the smart move. But honestly, yeah. And like I said, I was just at posing that. Um, I, I do think Justin Fields is an intriguing option. And I think there are some teams who are very, very interested in them. I think you're going to see a lot of movement in that top uh, portion. But I mean, you, know, you got the Patriots at number 15 who are going to be looking for a quarterback. I mean, they could be, you know, moving up. Um, the Jets, you know, are they going to, you know, now that they lost the Trevor Lawrence uh, sweepstakes, are they going to? you know stick with uh with uh sam or sam darnold and 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 take that uh take that tackle from oregon and, and try to and bolster an offensive line and, and kind of protect him and give him what he needs to succeed i don't know i don't know it's going to be interesting but uh yeah dolphins good season uh, but they got beat up beat,
1: beat, well beat up, i think I mean. we've seen with joe burrow if you don't have an offensive line it doesn't matter like what kind of yeah
2: yeah. absolutely I mean but Joe 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 Burrow's a gifted quarterback and and when he played well he looked really good I mean that's the other thing like even behind that bad offensive line you can tell that that kid's special Darnold you know he's had some some ups and some downs and same with. I mean Tua wasn't exactly the most exciting but um, I think he's he's good I also think we have to we have to throw one up for Ryan Fitzpatrick who has never played in the postseason came one game short May never happen again. Uh, may never get that close again. But, um, yeah, moving on to some other games uh, from the Week 17 slate. Uh, got to talk about the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Uh, we do kind we? of discussed uh, – we do, um, sadly. We we kind of discussed last week. We were trying to figure out all the different scenarios for them to get in the playoffs. The scenario was the, they, they needed the, Yeah, they either needed a win or a Cardinals loss. They did not get the win but they did get the Cardinals loss. Um, Kyler Murray went down early in the first quarter um, and they just struggled against the Rams, that Rams team. And they brought him back in at the end for, you know, to save the season essentially. And they fell short 18 to seven. So the bears take the eight seed in the playoffs and they get a fun little matchup in new Orleans against the saints. Um, so obviously that game, I don't know if you guys watched that game or not, I of course did. I'm a Packers fan, so I have to watch them all if they're on. But um, I assume you guys watched it. Uh, Packers Bears. I mean, it was a it was a close game, you know, for a, for a bit, and they were kind of doing exactly what they needed to do. David Montgomery was running the ball very very well. I'll kind of talk about him a little bit later. Um, they were doing what they needed to do, and they had that drive that went, you know, forever. It was a forever long drive. It only chewed up 51 yards. They converted three fourth downs on it, but then you know they decided to throw on one, and they, they were three for three, just running the ball. Uh, one with Trubisky, and I believe the other two with um, <coughs> uh, Montgomery decided to throw, missed uh, missed his receiver, and the Packers just went down and score. Uh, went down and scored pretty quickly, and then next thing you know, uh, interception later and the, pack, or the Bears are on the end of a three-score blowout. Um, Alex, yes, sir. you are a Lions fan. You're also a Bears fan. You live in Chicago, went to school in Chicago. More of a Bears well-wisher, but sure. Yeah, well-wisher. Um, what, what, if any, and I know we've done some picks, you've taken some overs, you've taken some unders, what chance, in your mind, do you think the Bears have to beat the Saints? What, what, do you think there's any chance in the world the Bears can beat the Saints? Sure, there's a chance. I don't think they will, but yeah. why not?
0: It's playoffs, you know. You get in, it. Does, you know, I I don't think they will, but I also don't think the Saints are. I think the Saints are vulnerable, um. So I'd give the Bears. I don't know,
2: a quarter of a chance. Quarter. I like that yeah. we're working quarters now. Yeah, Josh, what do you think? Josh, what do you? And like I said, we. You yeah. know, Games you play the games. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, stranger
1: things have happened in the playoffs than a bottom it's, seed winning, but. Yeah, it's the NFL, baby. I mean, anything can happen on any given Sunday. Uh, <laughs> like the, popular, the I'll, popular. I'll go a little bit less and give the Bears a 15% chance of winning. I
0: mean, like you said, John, they were in that game the whole way until the last, I don't know, <laughs> six or seven minutes and the Packers are a better team than the Saints.
2: Yeah, they they just, yeah, the Bears. I mean, and like I said, it was close. I still I still was like, I was comfortable the whole time as a Packers fan. I did, I knew they weren't yeah. going to win. Because, like I mean, but they were doing what they needed to do was run the ball and, you know, play decent defense. I mean, the Packers came out real hot, and then their defense settled in. And, the like, that third quarter, I don't think second – yeah, they didn't really do anything at the beginning of the second half. Offensively, the Packers did. And the Bears just did what they do, run David Montgomery, play decent defense, and, you know, then they decided to let, you know, Trubitsky Trib- <laughs> uh, – uh, throw a, throw a pass on fourth and one. And, uh, the next thing you know, yeah, you're getting blown out by three scores, but, um, yeah, they won. They, they didn't, I almost said they won the game in a way they did win the game because they got into the playoffs, got into the postseason. I think Matt Nagy's still on the hot seat. A lot of, a lot of stuff still going around there, but they're in, so we'll see what happens. Um, moving on to a fantasy God, um, Texans Titans, uh, When the game started, I was doing the math. I was like, okay, this is how many yards Derrick Henry needs to get 2,000. I was like, he's got to hit this number. And, like, halftime, he was, like, at 113. I was like, okay, he still needs over 100 yards to get it. It's probably not going to happen. They just kept giving him the ball. Derrick Henry over 1,000 yards, or over 2,000 yards. Obviously over 1,000 yards. Also, the Bears are the seventh seed, not the eighth seed. Yeah, that's – oh, did I say eighth seed? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, there's seven, eight, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, Derrick Henry, over 2,000 yards, second straight year with the, uh, the rushing title, uh, led the league in rushing touchdowns, obviously yardage. Um, Titans. Titans are the four seed in the playoffs, and they get a matchup with the Baltimore the Ravens. Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, and the Ravens have been playing very, very well of late. And as much as I love Derrick Henry, Um, And I'll kind of get you guys' ideas on this, but the issue here – oh, Alex's phone is ringing. Ringers off, please. Sorry. Um, But the issue is, so they played the Texans, and, I mean, they were in a dogfight. I mean, that game looked like it was out of hand for the Texans, and they just started going off. And Alex was the benefactor of that, him Brandon Cooks in his flex spot. Um, The Titans' defense – Titans' defense, guys, is a little bit of a concern – So you're looking, uh, they gave up 38 points to the Texans this week. Last week, they got 40 hung up on them by the Packers. And, and like, keep in mind, these are good teams. The Detroit put up 25. I mean, they had that game in hand, you know, pretty well a few weeks ago. I just think their defense is not very good, and I think that's the reason why they're going to be a quick out this year. They were really kind of, like, fun story last year. And, I mean, damn near, you know, Went to the Super Bowl, but they ended the Patriots. Yeah, and and good on are them. are dead and they're not coming back. They're dead and they're not coming back. But I, and I'm yeah, and very happy for them for that. But um, even with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, you know, accounted for forty touchdowns, passing and running, offensively, I think they're really good. AJ Brown went over a thousand yards. Corey Davis, damn near went over a thousand yards. Um, yeah, I just think their defense is a problem. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Are we? I didn't. If we're picking these games now, I was. Uh, we're not picking them right now. I'm just like, honestly, Titans Ravens. I. Any? Yeah. Any? Any? Any juice there? Any juice? So you guys think? Yeah, I think the Ravens are gonna get get revenge. Yeah, I do too. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah, they did lose and earlier
0: yeah, I think in the, the season. I yeah. think the Titans' defense is taking a step back, uh, at least for how they looked last year in the playoffs. Um, up until that, what second half with Kansas City, they, yeah, weren't they up? They were up big on Kansas City in the first – I mean, everybody was. In the yeah, yeah,
2: Houston did it. They all did it last year seemingly. I but think were they the, the one
0: – were they up 28 to nothing? Because I believe – No, was that one.
2: was that was the Texans.
0: Okay. But they were up yeah. like some – like 21 maybe? I'd have to go back and look, but it wouldn't
2: surprise me. They,
0: they shut know. them out for a bit, and then Kansas City opened the floodgates. But Yeah. Uh, and they also, you know, they had that – they beat they beat the Pats with their – a lot with their defense. They shut down Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's happening again this year.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to take it. But yeah, moving on from the Titans game, really, you know, lot lots of offense in that game. But there's one, the one thing you want to you want to talk about is Derek Henry getting two thousand yards. Congrat congratulations, Derek! I know you'll probably never hear this, but you're a you're, pretty you're, pretty awesome, incredible, incredible awesome day, achievement. You know, super fun yeah. thing to see happen. Um, yeah, so moving on, guys, we got the NFC East. Uh, they were all in action. Uh, so much. So much possibility. So much can happen. Uh, the Cowboys were still playing for it. Uh, the Giants were still playing for it. The Giants got a win, 23-19. Uh, but it all came and down. And then they got
0: punted. It
2: yeah. all came down. It all came down to the Washington skin versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And, Josh, I believe you said it correctly via text message try eagles try they (laughs) did not uh 20 to 14 was the final and i mean washington was winning pretty much the whole way jalen hurts didn't look great but i mean he had two rushing touchdowns and obviously he's the best quarterback on their roster but then all of a sudden doug peterson decides you know what i think i have a better option and you know what it worked before he pulled carson wentz for jalen hurts i mean you got to trust the man's he's he's a smart man I'm going to put in Nate Sudfeld or as I've read around Dudfeld. Um <laughs> Nate Sudfeld comes in uh, and Philadelphia's uh once dynamic offense obviously didn't look super dynamic in that game up to that point uh turned into a uh, Nate Sudfeld led uh stinker loser. Um maybe a point counterpoint here uh Alex, you cool with the – I mean, obviously, we'll never know for sure, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that the Eagles tanked that game. Do do you care?
0: Um, Do I care? Not really. Do I think it's very funny? Yeah. Uh, You know, I I think it's funny that, like, he didn't tell any of the players – according to what I read, he didn't tell, like, any of the players. So, they were all like, what the hell's going on? Because they're down three points – in the fourth quarter. I think it's funny that, you know, this is the last primetime game of the season. Mm -hmm. So the NFL couldn't have been very happy about (laughs) this, you know, because it was the only game with like, with one-to-one playoff stakes. It was the only winner you're in totally game. I mean, there was that Packer bear game, but as we saw bears got in anyway. So, you know, they, NFL wanted it to be the last primetime game to juice it. And then it's in the fourth quarter. he just
2: goes yeah you know whatever let's let's pack it in kids let's all go home. i want to
0: know why i want to know if it was just to stick yeah. it to new york
1: i i, I want to know the motivation too and I, I wanna... i'm sorry
0: moving up two spots in the draft or whatever does not from nine to seven or what that that, that seemed I... hardly like who gives a shit I want no. it to be a real
1: Philly move and pure spite for the Giants. I want him. Yeah, to, that's like, what I hope I, it is. I would have mad respect for Doug Peterson if you just said, yeah, fuck the Giants. I-,
0: I mean, I would be pissed if it was my team doing that. Well, then again, my team is utterly humiliating always. But, like, in theory. But if it, the whole thing was just the result of pissing off A, the NFL, and B, um, the New York Giants and New York Giants fans everywhere – I'm pretty
2: happy about it. Yeah. I, I'm like, i like, you, you see it, because like, like I said, Twitter like kind of blew up that night. It's like, oh my God, like every Giants fan's mad, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, and a lot of it was like, yeah, you went six and 10, man. You went six and 10. Like you don't, you, what happens? Like you get to play. So you, you win the division. So you get the four seed. So you don't have to play the top seed playing this week, which would be the saints. So like, cool but you also get a buccaneers team that's scoring like 50 points a game over their last three like have
1: fun um
2: i i just yeah i mean like i was watching i was like who, like what, and maybe if i were a giants fan yeah. Yeah, you, you win more about, than
1: six games and then you don't have to worry about the eagles yeah right yeah
0: beat beat more than just the other opponents in your shitty division plus cincinnati
2: yeah that's that's the thing i'm like yeah whatever and like maybe if i'm a giants fan i feel differently i mean it would suck though like if you have to like hope that a team that has nothing to play for beats a team so your shitty team can get into the playoffs like eh, whatever like if i were doug peterson i just would have started nate Sudfeld from the beginning and like and just like every
1: time i looked up at the camera just hold out a a middle finger yeah but the thing is just had they done that from the get-go like would we even be talking about this oh they would have talked about
2: it at the time like any giants like Twitter fandom and everyone would have been talking about it. Well, but no, I
0: think Josh is kinda right that there wouldn't be the outcry.
2: Because again, I, bet, I think a yeah. lot of
0: the complaints in the press right after were about the fact that he didn't tell anybody. If he just would have said from the beginning and told his team, well, we're not really gonna we're gonna put in Sudfeld and not gonna care, like, yeah, Giants fans would have bitched about it, but like it wouldn't have mattered.
2: Yeah, and I guess there's some like stuff to hide behind there. I mean, if you start not Sudfeld at the beginning, you can just say like, we don't wanna put Jalen Hurts in in, know, a in a meaningless game, game. Yeah, the,
1: the Giants did the same thing like two years ago with Eli Manning so stop and yeah. it's
2: just it's it's
0: perfect that like you know they're losing but they're not losing by a lot mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: and it's the fourth quarter of the last primetime game of the year and then they just go Peterson just goes nah, we're done
2: we're done okay. yeah because it was a winnable game at that point honestly yeah. but I mean, like, whatever. They still only lost
0: by less than a touchdown, or a touchdown yeah. without an extra point. Like, they still could have won. I don't
2: know. Well, still funny, yeah. but – uh, I, just, I mean, yeah. you,
0: you asked – sorry, you asked a little bit ago about what, though, I thought the Bears' chances were against the Saints. I mean, the better question is what any NFC East team's chances against even the Bucks are.
2: Oh, yeah. I'd I, say I, significantly slimmer. I mean, like, Washington has a really great front seven. Like, they do. But like offensive and they're like, well, if they can like get, you know, get to Brady and you know, because like he he hasn't played well against pressure. Like that was early in the season. He didn't. He played very poorly. But like also Washington has nothing offensively. They've nothing. Like,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, Antonio Gibson, I think, could be a really great player. And Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are great players, but as long as you're starting Alex Smith or whoever at quarterback, that's you're not getting anything out of them. Well, I think Tampa they both, Bay.
1: They both have injury designations going into this week, I think. Yeah. So. They it's do. I think they're questionable to even play on Sunday. Well, so.
2: I don't think it matters. I mean, I like I said, we're going to do picks later on, but I think you could just bring you right out now, of retirement, right? I'm I'm logging in that Tampa Bay is just going to come in and run rough shot on them, but oh, yeah. whatever, we can move on. Uh, one more game with some playoff significance: uh, the Colts uh, versus the Jags, 2018-14, uh, Colts kind of just controlled that game from the from the jump. The Jaguars obviously were starting Mike Lennon. It was they close for
0: a bit, hit. though.
2: Yeah, it was, but you know the they, they're, they're playing smart. They want that first-round pick, so uh, Jonathan Taylor went off. Uh, obviously, Alex felt the, the brunt of that in the, the later stages of uh, the fantasy championship matchup, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor went off 250 yards. I believe three touchdowns, Josh? Was it two or was it three? Let's talk about think, the players that scored touchdowns. I think touchdowns. just two. Yeah, yeah um, huge, huge game yeah. from Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Um, so yeah, they took that one. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up Um, Anything with any real playoffs, Nickton's the Raiders beat the Broncos in a kind of a thriller, actually, uh, 32 31 Uh, 49ers played valiantly against the Seahawks, they went down though, 26 23 chargers beat the Chiefs backups 38 21. Uh, The Saints took the Panthers to task 33 to seven. And then the Ravens did, I think, exactly what everyone was expecting to do against the Bengals at 38-3. Now, one more game. You not want to talk about the Browns and Steelers? That's the one that we're finishing up on. Oh, and before we do, uh, yeah, the Vikings beat the Lions 37-35. Uh, the Patriots down the Jets, 20-14. Now, Browns, Steelers. Uh, for, once again, another playoff game here. The Browns win, they're in. Uh, they were playing against a majority backup team pittsburgh mason rudolph starting at quarterback a lot of the offensive line was out pouncey uh defense they were missing a lot of starter well they weren't missing a lot of starters they just sat a lot of their starters um still a little dogfight, uh 24 21 in the dog pound um i'm actually not sure if that game was day took place in cleveland or not but i just want to talk like this when i talk about the browns um 24 22 the browns take it, it did. um yeah, Browns take it to to take the six seed in the playoffs. So they barely beat the Steelers backups, but guess what, guys? They get the real deal—the real McCoy—next uh, uh, next week on Super Duper playoff, whatever uh, weekend, wild card weekend. Uh, six Brown seed takes on the three Steelers seed. Uh, Alex, first question for you is. Yeah, actually, I'm going to pose this one to Josh. I think he's got a little – The he's, fuck? Been, he's been boots on the ground in Cleveland all season. Um, Josh, <laughs> what do you think the chances are that the Steelers will rest their starters again in this matchup?
1: Uh, I'll say 95%.
2: You think there's a 95% that they sit Roethlisberger, Connor, um, yeah. TJ Watt, uh, the, the entire defense, Juju uh Pouncey on the line, uh, uh, just the line in general. So you got to keep them
1: chance. rested, you know? Uh, so if there's a
2: 95% chance that they sit their starters, that means that there's like, based on the score of the last game, that means there's like a 5% chance that the Browns win the game. I'll, I'll post the same question to Alex.
1: The math checks out, yeah.
2: Alex, actually, like, Alex, I'm going to pose a different question to you. So using what Josh just said, 95% chance that the Steelers sit their starters again. Uh, do you think the Browns have a shot?
0: Uh, well, I'm going to ignore the whatever, starting their, or sitting their <laughs> starters thing. Um, I would say the Browns would have a good shot. In fact, I would pick them until the shit about the COVID thing came out. Again. Yeah,
2: the COVID. Yeah, their head coach. Uh, I, that cabin. game last
0: week, the Browns almost blew it, but still won. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I've, the, I've been the one all year saying I don't think the Steelers are as good as their record. I think the Browns would have a good chance of pulling that upset, but being the Browns and having the worst, some of the worst luck in all of pro sports, they got butt fucked with COVID again. Yeah. And now I think that it's unlikely.
2: Yeah. Cause the Browns now, yeah, it was a couple days ago. Yeah. Stefanski head coach did test positive. It wasn't one of those close contact situations. Dude, dude tested positive for it. Um, two other coaches, I believe, and two other players. Um, yeah, and it was a, a guard. A and Joel they've had to Bettino, shut down their facility. Yeah, Joel Bettino and uh, a wide receiver, Caridra, uh, Darryl Hodge. Yeah, shut down the facility. So, yeah, I mean, that definitely would uh, come into it. So, it looks like if he's not able to be on the sidelines, uh, Stefanski, it'll be their special teams coordinator, uh, will be the acting head coach.
0: Mr. Um, put them all on an island and nuke it remember that
2: yeah yeah let's do it he's great um yeah and alex van pelt offensive coordinator was a quarterbacks coach for the packers uh he would be he was calling plays in training camp um he i believe was supposed to do it in the preseason too but then the preseason never happened he would be calling the plays so it could be you know a good uh good situation for some of these younger coaches i remember alex van pelt was a was a you know high highly sought after quarterbacks coach so i mean could be could be good for some of these guys but also bad the fact that it took your head coach testing positive for COVID um but this yeah is probably the coach of the year right I mean I it's I would say it's between him Flores and Miami or maybe even uh LeFleur and Green Bay um
0: yeah
2: but I could see Lafleur. yeah those yeah. would be probably the three for me um but yeah, like I said, that's that kind of rounds it out. They have the playoff spot. Tough matchup. Yeah, even made it even tougher, uh, not having you know that time to prepare or possibly even your head coach or some you know Pro Bowl guard and, or three time Pro Bowl guard. And, uh, but yeah, you know that's that's kind of the games now. But yeah, the playoffs are set. Um, I know Alex is excited. He's been pushing for this expanded uh, playoff for a long time. Um,
0: I haven't, but I am excited. Frankly, I. I think that expanding. Uh, sorry, I think expanding the playoffs is stupid, but I also am very much looking forward to not doing anything but sitting and watching football for two days straight.
2: So, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty excited So, are the which 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 conferences are on which day?
0: I don't remember. I have to look. At yeah, I have to look
2: it up too. It's it's they mix it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's so, like an NFC
0: game that's on CBS. It's all jumbled.
2: Yeah, they did that earlier this year, but
1: yeah, uh, the matchups the network gets one game. Yeah,
2: matchup Bills Colts, Steelers, Browns, Titans, Ravens and on the other side Saints, Bears, Seahawks, Rams. That could be a fun game. And uh the skin versus the Buccaneers. Uh but yeah, that's the end of the the season, um and the end of the first half of our episode. Uh Josh Weiner champion Uh, the bears kind of champion suit backing the playoffs and the Jaguars, the true champion owner of the number one overall pick.
0: Just remember everybody listening out there and here, congratulations if you won your championship, but it doesn't really count because of the COVID.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I, I think we really need to hammer down that fact that there should be an asterisk on any 2020 champion. Ours included. Um, so Josh Josh, i'm gonna take back some of the congratulations and give you kind of a half congratulation. If I could give you a handshake right now, I wouldn't i'd give you a nod, like a knowing nod. Um, you, know
1: what? you know what it's fine it's fine mm-hmm. i still still the champ, so let that fire burn for
2: next year. Uh, all right, we are going to uh, take a quick break, and we will be back with some uh, fantasy football superlative stuff, and uh, some picks for the playoff games.
1: The Final Fantasy.
2: And we are back. So, boys, it's been a long season, uh, fraught with uh, uh, peril and COVID and all kinds of stuff. Um, but we all play the game. We all draft players. Sometimes you, sometimes you draft well, sometimes you don't. Um, and every year, some guys exceed expectations. Sometimes guys just do what they do and, you know, just keep chugging along. Sometimes you got some rookies who come in and, uh, you know, kind of blow the doors off and kind of, you know, bring in a new guard at their position. Um, so we are actually going to go through. Um, we've each chosen a position. Well, a position was assigned by me. <laughs> um, and we've each kind of gone through and chosen some, some th- three players, three players each from quarterback uh, wide receiver and running back. And we're going to kind of run through uh quick and and just kind of go through who we think were the kind of the, the cream of the crop. Um, and Joshy boy got the, uh, Got the won the won the lottery on the uh, the top position of the game,
1: yeah. uh,
2: quarterback. So, uh, Josh, you want to take it away. With your your three MVP fantasy MVPs for the quarterback position.
1: Yeah, thank you, John. And uh, to be clear, kind of the the methodology that that I've applied to this is, you know, I'm looking at guys who really exceeded their expectations or their draft position. You know, not it's easy to pick the top three kind of quarterbacks in the league, but. Um, So I'll start with kind of how they fell in terms of the overall uh, rankings in terms of the season, Uh, starting off with your boy, Aaron Rodgers, um, averaged 24.2 points per game and half PPR, Um, really was just solid throughout the year, really never let you down. And I think there was one game I think he had like two points, If you take that out, he's, like, far and above, I think, any other quarterback in the league. Um, Really had an MVP caliber season. And at his draft position at uh, his ADP was 12. uh, Ended up at the – ended up as the QB3 and half PBR. Um, I think uh, he really over-exceeded expectations this year. And if you had Aaron Rodgers, you were probably very happy uh, throughout the season. Uh, Another guy, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, kind of a sleeper guy. I, I didn't, I, I don't watch many Titans games, but you know, they put up a lot of points this season, average 21.9, uh, points per game and half PPR. Um, and again, was just really solid. Um, and again, at his ADP, he was ADP 21. Um, you know, you were probably picking him up in the late rounds, um, and probably never had to look back, uh, after you picked him up, um, in terms of looking for, uh, replacement starters so um and then the last guy the guy who propelled me to the playoffs uh justin herbert and i have to thank the doctor who injected tyrod taylor's uh, lungs uh uh for whatever he did (laughs) he must have been a justin herbert owner in fantasy i think um (laughs) uh averaged uh again twenty two point nine points per game uh didn't didn't play a full season you know missed, missed games because of uh the, the start of the season and um i think he missed one other game too i can't remember why but you know it is adp i, I don't know why you probably even picked him up if you were drafting uh in a you know 12 person league but his adp was 36 um, but just really shown himself to be a competent quarterback especially in the passing game and you know, he gave you that running floor, too. He scored, a, I think, four or five rushing touchdowns this season. Um, I got a little a, little stat for you here, John. Um, Hit me. He broke the all-time record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback with 31. And He also has the record for most deep touchdown passes in the last 15 years with 12. So, he right. a lot through the air. Um, I think he's going to be a stud going forward in fantasy. Those are my three uh, MVPs MVP at quarterback this season. A QB, I like it.
2: Uh, moving on to what many, myself included, would consider the most important position in fantasy football. We've got Alex with the running backs. Who you got out?
0: Well, I was told to pick the MVP of the running backs. So the three uh, nominees are the three most obvious. If you followed the season at all, they're the top three in our league in terms of scoring. And it's Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and dalvin cook, uh just three like unbelievable seasons um, uh the you know Cook had a great year, uh, Minnesota kind of fell off at the end I mean had that rough stretch at the beginning, kind of fell off, but you know we had a looking in the mid looking at that Green Bay game in the middle of the season where he had one hundred and sixty three yards, three touchdowns on the ground. And then uh, a touchdown through the air. 52 points in our league, followed up by the next week with 42. That is a tremendous season. But I'm going to say that the top two will be between Henry and Kamara. Derek Henry did what I, I mentioned it earlier, which is, I think, one of the coolest things, uh, accomplishments in any sport, which is 2,000 yards in a season. It's, what, mm-hmm. the only the eighth time it's ever happened?
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, the second year in a row that he had, he was the rushing leader, uh, which is pretty incredible. Uh, I know, I think we all kind of expected before the season started for it to go down a little bit. Um, Cause that's usually how it goes, but uh, he saved almost the very best for last the game this week where he went over 2000 by rushing for 250 yards and two touchdowns, just insane. Uh I'm going to give the slight advantage though in the MVP of the year to Alvin Kamara running back for new Orleans uh, because in our league, li- I mean, mostly because in our league, the reception, uh, the receiving yards, you know, half point PPR make more of a difference. It's very slight. All three of those guys had incredible seasons. Um, but just looking at uh, Kamara's season and the, just some, some of the point totals from his games, he saved the best for the last as well. He didn't play last week, but, Uh, The week before against Minnesota, ran for 155 yards and six touchdowns.
1: Should have had seven.
0: Uh, Also three catches for 17 yards. Uh, 55 and a half points in our league, which is pretty incredible. I don't know if that was, was that the high for the year, John?
2: Uh, If it wasn't, it was pretty damn close.
0: There you go. Well, all three of them were great, great this year, but I'll give Alan Kamara, who was my number one pick last year, not this year. Uh, he will be my MVP for running backs. You're running backs, running backs, running.
2: Yeah, running back. Yeah, I mean, obviously, two, three super solid seasons. You had to put Cook in there. You had to put Henry in there. So and Kyle, Kamara finished so strong. You gotta, gotta do it. Kind of wish Kamara had, you know, not gotten COVID and been able to play in that last game to see if he could score twelve touchdowns or something, double up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So rolling down, uh, wide receivers, um normally and for me this is kind of weird because normally like I'm I'm a running back heavy squad like most every year this year you know just based on kind of necessity I mean obviously I had Dalvin Cook you know and I had some decent running backs Antonio Gibson was solid um but I, my receivers kind of carried me through and uh one of the guys that I'm going to put up here is Stefan Diggs um made a late you know mid-season trade for him and he led the league and was targeted more than any receiver in the league, 166 targets, led the league in receptions with 127, uh, led the league in receiving yards also with uh, over 1,500, 1,535. Uh, didn't lead the league in in touchdowns, uh, but eight touchdowns, serviceable, um, 73 reception first downs, uh, five, five catches of over 40-plus yards, and, um, and, you know, just trying to keep that and where, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had six, you know, so he was keeping pace with some guys, you know, the next, next guy, I think was DJ Moore. So he had, he held pace with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill also had 40, uh, five 40 plus uh, receptions. Um, so great first year in Buffalo. And especially after leaving Minnesota, a lot of people are like, oh, he's, you know, toxic in the locker room. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. Seemed like he got along pretty well with everybody <laughs> his quarterback seemed to like him a lot. 127 receptions. Great season from Stefan Diggs. Um, uh, another guy, a uh, little rookie, little rookie um, that Alex actually deployed for the majority of the season. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, dude balled out. Rookie season, 88 catches, 1400 yards Uh, which he actually does now hold the uh, receiving yardage rookie record. Um, Or wait, actually, wait, wait, wait. He ranks second all time. Sorry. Uh, The guy who currently holds it is a guy named Bill Grohman, who (laughs) set it uh, in 1960. Um, So he actually passed, he passed Anquan Bolden, who Anquan Bolden, in my approximation, should be a Hall of Famer probably won't but we'll talk about that later um yeah he 40 he's 73 yards behind the uh, the all-time rookie record for uh receiving yards and just was at the the biggest times you know just like just showed up the dude was always there he, especially when I play Alex I played him twice once the play I was like first half I'd be like ah oh, Justin Jefferson's at two points great let's hope that continues and then by the time the game's over he's at you know 25 over 100 yards and a touchdown it's like okay great uh you know he's definitely going to be in the running for our for offensive rookie of the year um it's you know offensive rookie of the year it's going to be between him and herbert probably tough to beat herbert but i mean if anyone anyone can do it that stat line is super solid and i think he's going to have he's got a great career coming up um also yeah 125 targets so he was getting looked at and i think that's going to continue but he doesn't quite take the top spot. For me, the top spot, and I'm not doing this because I'm biased. I'm not doing this because he just had a, a tremendous season. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, and all three of these players run on Josh's team. Or not all three, but all three of them were on one of our teams. Josh had Devontae. I had Stefan. Alex had Justin Jefferson. We should probably look into the other ones, I think. But um, Devontae Adams, 115 catches, uh, over 1,300 yards. And, I mean, this is a guy who um, – in two seasons since he's been in the league has finished with 997 yards twice. So we're six yards away from him having, you know, four 1,000 yard seasons, in his career. Um, but the dude is just a touchdown machine. Uh, 149 targets, which I believe is third most in the league. I think behind only DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Allen Robinson actually. Um, yeah. 18 touchdowns, 18 <laughs> touchdowns. And uh, the one game where he kind of didn't really show up was in the championship game or the week 17, uh, this last week, um, kept quiet, but in, you know, cosmic things worked where, you know, the the Packers last touchdown of the season was Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, kind of the perfect ending to the a very perfect season between the two, two of them. Um, but Devontae Adams takes my uh, top spot for fantasy wide receivers. Um, a lot of other great guys on there but, but those three for me were were just special and there was a lot of special seasons um but the, those three guys were just incredible um now we're kind of do so like there were some guys that i think all of us had kind of uh maybe left off of some of these lists so uh we've decided that we're going to give everyone an honorable mention so starting with quarterback alex who's your quarterback honorable mention not listed by josh
0: Well, again, this is pretty obvious, but uh, I will just connect it to the beginning of the season where I was somewhat skeptical. I was, excuse me, somewhat skeptical of the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. And boy, has he had an outrageous season. I'm talking, of course, about Josh Allen. Uh, I think that other than Rodgers, he really was the best quarterback in fantasy this year. Um, if not, I mean, he's ranked number two in our rankings and I had Rodgers, so I'm a little biased, but you could not really have done uh, much better than having Josh Allen as your quarterback, as you well know,
2: John. Uh, yep, yeah, I actually drafted Carson Wentz at the 10 spot and grabbed Josh Allen at the eleventh spot just to be safe. Uh, and I pretty much used Josh Allen every week with the exception of week one. So yep, week two on, it was uh, the Josh Allen show. Um, yeah, the dude was, dude was, uh, dude was legit. Um, so I, uh, of course, all the running backs that you said, Alex, love them all. Um, it's really hard to, hard to you know, find anyone else, but I actually do have a guy um, that we talked about quite a bit on our little program. Throughout the season, we talked about how great he was. We talked about how he should be, uh, you know, first-round pick, how he should be a second-round pick, how he should be dropped, how he should be traded. Um, And that guy is Jonathan Taylor. Um, Started out pretty, you know, pretty solid. You know, Marlon Mack was still around week one. He goes down. They come in. You know, he comes in, has a a first 100-yard game week two. And then from there, it was kind of, you know, floating around that area of just being decent, you know, he wasn't really getting a ton of touches and they were also kind of one dimensional in the beginning of the season. Phillip rivers had a lot more on his plate the season progresses a little bit. It, and then it starts to look bad. Like it goes from like, okay, to just not great uh, middle of the season there against Detroit, 11 carries, Baltimore six uh, the Tennessee game was kind of the, the one where that's when I think we were definitely talking about, like, we should bench this guy. Naheem Hines had a huge game that week. Uh, Taylor finished with seven carries for 12 yards and it's like okay what's happening next week happens Green Bay obviously their run defense isn't the best uh, he carries 22 times for 90 yards he's back you know he's, he's kind of back in that and from there it was just kind of finished with this crazy toward pace so we uh, the last week of the season Josh you you had him in your championship match I imagine a lot of people who are playing for championships regardless if it was week you know 16 and 17 he was helping a lot of teams win, but he finished the season with a 253 yard effort and sure it was against Jacksonville, but you know what, whatever. It was 253 yards. um, And that counts as the second best day uh, by a rookie rusher uh, since November of 2007. Uh, And that guy's name is Adrian Peterson and Adrian Peterson was a rookie and he ran for 296 yards. And not only is that the top by a rookie ever, that's the, most rushing yeah that's the most rushing yards in a game ever so you're in good he's in good company and the stat that i saw that really the stat that i saw that really like hammered home that this guy has to be you know at least mentioned um from week 11 on so that green bay game week 11 on he ran for 741 or yeah 741 yards on the ground and that trailed only Derrick Henry, who, of course, ran for 2,000 yards. Um, so pretty decent company. Um, that's insane. It's, you know, 123-yard average from week 11 to, the, to, to finish out the season. Added on, you know, seven touchdowns rushing and another one receiving. dude. Yeah. Dude, bald. Dude, bald. Hard in the end of the season. I think he's he's going to be uh, top five pick next year for all. Uh, yes, yeah, I Busters. agree. I,
1: for all us JT owners, it was sort of touch and go there in the middle of the season. But I mean, if you weathered that storm and, and yeah. didn't drop him or didn't try to trade him, you you certainly got paid off at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the quarterback situation there with Philip Rivers. But um, yeah, I would envision him being a Top five or six pick at quarterback. Definitely I would say first back? round, in my opinion. I'm sorry, running back. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Unless he switches
1: positions. What's hell fuck? Let's,
2: let's he, can what play, he can play
1: he can play any position on the field, John. The That's field. how good he is. Uh, any position on the field.
2: Uh all right, Joshie Boy. Uh so Josh Boy, receivers. Uh do you got any honorable mentions for the wide receiver position?
1: Uh I got one and then I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Um uh Calvin Ridley. Um just really, you know, I think over exceeded his his draft position this year in terms of where he ended up trying to pull up his stats here. But I think he ended up fourth or fifth in terms of uh wide receivers and half PPR. Um and just, you know, I think was solid throughout the season. A lot of that was probably a product of Julio's either not being on the field or, you know, being limited. Um, but he's shown himself, I think, to be a a um you know top 12.
2: Uh, yeah, he's, he's actually in think. my notes when I was going over because I almost had him yeah. in mine too. Yeah, he finished 90 catches, 1300, 1374, and nine touchdowns. Pretty
1: solid, yeah. But then I'm gonna cheat and um, name a type of receiver, a tight end, um, Darren Waller, the, Walrus. the Walrus. Um, uh Behind Travis Kelsey, um, yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey's kind of on his own plateau, but it's really him and Waller. And then after that, it's a cliff. Um, Waller had 225 points and half PPR this season uh, and just was really solid. I mean, you know, every game he was getting you 12, 13 points. Um, and where you probably picked him up uh, his ADP was, I think f- number five in tight ends. Um, so, you know, a lot of people were looking at him as having a great year this season, but i don 't think anyone expected him to kind of wind up where he did and Frankly, going forward um, he's someone i 'd be looking to to you know snatch up in the second round uh, as a tight end um, next year so oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Like I said, I normally devalue the tight end position, but that kind of blew up my face this year, so I might be making some changes to that draft strat. Uh, but yeah, that uh, kind of closes out. Yes, yeah, some great. Uh, obviously, you know, some of, like I said, it's it's easy, you know, it's easy to, to guess. But I mean, like I said, a lot of these dudes just had great seasons. And I, I just speaking of Derrick Henry, one last thing. I and this is probably really well known by anyone listening, but I, I heard this thing where if you took away the first half of every game he played in like wipe those stats off the board. He still goes over a thousand yards as like the fourth leading rusher in the NFL. <laughs> dude, dude was a monster. Uh, but yeah, so, so that'll kind of finish that out. Um, like I said, no real starters or sits this week. I mean, I know some people probably play DFS, but you're on your own. Um, no, I mean, at this point, you know who to play. Don't play, don't, don't pick up Baker Mayfield uh, and don't pick up Alex Smith. You'll be just fine. Um So what we're going to do now, moving through the playoffs, normally we have Alex's picks and we're still going to have Alex's pick at the end, but we're all going to kind of have a little, uh, have a little uh, contest here. Um, We may end up all picking the same teams. I have a feeling there's a couple of matchups in here that we're going to differ on a little bit, Uh, but we're just going to pick these games. We're going to kind of pick through the playoffs and for the next few weeks and uh, see who has the most, uh, the most uh, correct. uh, And and that person will get a special, special prize. Um, What that prize will be is a mystery. Um and even to me, uh, because I haven't thought of it yet, but there is a yeah, special prize. Yeah, it's just a just a bowl, bowl of a bowl of soup, warm, not a broccoli ched, more of like a bisque. It's a chunky um, soup yeah, with the NFL tie in. Uh but I guess we'll start with we'll just kind of go game by game and uh we'll start on the AFC side. Um the uh the two and seven uh Bills Colts. Josh, who
1: you got? Um, um you know, this is a, probably a, a controversial pick, but I'm going to take the Colts over the Bills.
2: Ooh, mixing it up. I like it. Josh Colts over Bills. Alex, who you got? I'm going Bills, baby. I'm a Bills believer. Bills, Bills and- Mafia. Bills, um, I'm actually going to agree with Alex on this one. I'm going to take the Bills too. Uh, so right off the bat, some intrigue. Uh, let's swap over to the NFC side here. Uh, Saints, Bears. Uh, we'll start with Alex this time. Uh, Bears, Saints. Alex, who you got? Um, I'll say the Saints. You took a lot of time to think about that. Um, interesting. Well, you'll you'll see in a minute. See in a minute. Uh, Joshy boy, Bears Saints.
1: I won't take a lot of time as the Saints.
2: <laughs> I think you should. I think you should take just another minute. <laughs> no. Um, I you know I want to be the contrarian and just for the points in the game, but I, I can't do that on this one. I'm going to take the Saints too. Uh, swap them back over to the AFC side, boys. Uh, we'll start with uh, back Josh uh, Steelers Browns. Who you got?
1: Um I'm gonna take the Steelers. I think they they figure out some of their issues, especially on offense, and, and they beat the Browns. They beat the Browns. Alex, how about
0: you? Yeah, like I said earlier, I would like the Browns to win. I think the Browns would have a better shot if they weren't uh if they didn't have the bad luck they've had, but uh because of that I will pick the Steelers.
2: All right. Well, you know what? On this one, I am gonna be the contrarian. And again, uh we do have a lot of Steelers fans listeners. I hope you nothing but the best, but just to mix this up a little bit, I am going to pick the Browns. Uh, I know they've got, we talked about earlier, They've got some tough stuff to overcome, but um, I don't know. I think it, I think it could be a better game than what we're giving it credit for. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to put the Browns in there, lock it in. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, Swap them back over to the NFC side. Uh, this one is, I think where we might have some, some movement. Uh, Seattle, uh, LA, the Rams Seahawks, Alex, who you got, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Rams. Ooh, that's who I—I I didn't think you'd pick the Rams. I like the pick. Um well, guess what? I did. You did, boy. Uh, Joshie boy. How about you, yourself?
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Seahawks, you uh, know, Goff's battling that thumb injury. It sounds like he might not be starting. So, yeah, there's a possibility that John
2: Wolford does start that game. And with that in mind, I am going to take the Seahawks. I think if Goff does play, this game could be. A really good one, actually. I think it could be a fun divisional matchup playoff game. Um, but they we'll split, see. right? Yes, they did. They yeah. did split. Uh, well, moving back over to the final game on the AFC slate, uh, we've got the Titans and we have got the Ravens. Josh, who do you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. Ravens. On this one. How about you, Al?
0: Like I said before, I will take the Ravens as well.
1: Ravens as
2: well. And we talked about at the top. I'm not a fan right now of that Titans defense. What I am a fan of is the uh, Baltimore rushing game. Uh, something we didn't talk about at the top. Uh, rushed uh, 400 yards as a team last week. Um, obviously, in a very winnable game against the, Bra- or the Bengals, rather, uh, but they are deadly uh, running the ball. I'm taking the Ravens in that game as well. Now, the much-anticipated, finally we got here. It took the entire season to figure out which dog shit team from the NFC East would make the playoffs. We are here finally. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Don't give a shit about who wins the championship. Don't give a shit about this. Alex, Bucks, skin, who you got?
0: Oh. Uh, the uh, Bucks, I guess. I could see, that's the thing. I. But when we started, we were talking about it earlier. I was like, of course Tampa's going to win easily. And then I was like, I could see Tampa choking. Like, ah, it's such a. I'm so attracted to say Washington, but I'm I'm. You know what? Fuck it. No,
2: never mind. The Bucks are going to win. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, Josh. How about you say you fuck it or say you fuck uh, well,
1: it? I, 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 Alex's take is, I think, the right one. I'd be a fun game to put some money on, but um, no, I think I think uh, my boy Tom Tommy will will pull this one out.
2: Tommy Two Tone, Tommy, Tommy Two Gloves. Uh, well, you know what. If it's between bucket or fuck it, I'm gonna say fuck it. I'm picking the skin to win this game. Um and honestly, I, I don't think they're gonna win. I said that at the top, I think Tampa's gonna take it, but you know what? Uh just to get some movement, you know how they, they pick games on like NBC and stuff, like and there's like they always just pick the same thing. I'm like, you know what? Someone's gotta pick something different, just so there's a little little movement yeah. here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the skin. We'll see what happens. They do have a great front seven. Um, If they can... if they can, It seems you know, like similar conditions to them beating uh, Pittsburgh earlier, right? Yeah, and I mean, you look at teams with teams with good, you know, you get good penetration. Also, we need to do an entire episode about the sexual-sounding words in football, but <laughs> teams who are able to get good penetration, I mean, they lost to the uh, Bears. Yeah, they it's lost good to the tight end. Mm, baby, my tight end. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they lost to the Bears early in the season. Obviously, maybe that was more because Tom Brady forgot what fourth down and third down were, but I did the, 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 skin have a great, uh, a great uh, front seven, you know, they, so they could, you know, wreck some havoc and, you know, they can move they can run the ball, you know, Antonio Gibson, I think is finally getting back to kind of healthy, get him a full workload. They could take it. So yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take them. Why, Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, that does the picks. We will uh, we'll see how those roll over the week. And we'll uh, we'll uh, go over and see who's uh, who's in the top, who's in the bottom. You want me uh, to do two money picks real quick? I do want you to do two money picks, Alex. All right. Well, I will
0: say uh, for the Saturday games, I will pick uh, just one. You know, I hate to do this because I feel like I'm going to jinx them, but Buffalo at minus six and a half. I will take Buffalo over Indy. And then the next day, this is why I was hesitating, Chicago, I'll take at 10.
2: Ooh so either way you either way you win you can't lose uh chicago over the saints alex first playoff picks on a podcast well uh, no, just
0: chicago to beat the spread
2: yeah but Minnesota, i like win but... no I, I like it but uh yeah so that'll that'll pretty much close out the episode um moving on Joshie boy Who's got the funsies today? I've heard you have the funsies. Oh,
1: I've got a few uh, trivia questions. Uh, it's related to in celebration of Derrick Henry's achievement uh, scoring 2,000 rushing yards. I got some little 2,000 rush yard rusher trivia for you. Um, okay, I'll start off with the. Uh, I got three questions. First one: uh, Who can name the uh, last uh, player to? go over 2,000 rushing yards in a season. And I'll start with, and the tiebreaker, if you both get it, who can name the year? I'll start with John. Uh, Adrian Peterson.
2: (laughs) Adrian Peterson, uh, the year might be, uh, 2012?
1: That is correct. Yeah. So Next question, I'll take it to um,
0: Alex. The other person.
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, Derek Henry being a titan. um, There's one other titan to go over 2,000 yards. Uh, Can you name who that was? And extra points if you get the year.
2: Too hard. That titan?
1: You don't know who it is? Tennessee titan.
2: Eddie George? Oh my god, can I steal? No.
1: Uh, You, John, can steal.
2: Uh, CJ two K Chris
1: Johnson oh, oh, you,
2: oh, yeah I forgot I'm about Chris Johnson two thousand eight was it uh, two thousand
1: nine 2010. two thousand nine nope. two thousand nine nope.
2: two thousand nine All right,
1: last question, and I'll go back to Alex for this one. Who is the leading single season rusher?
2: Like who had the most? Yes, that's I know that one too. So if you don't, know. I know you do. Whatever, it was OJ. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, no he no. is a, he did have over 2,000 yards, but it is not OJ. It's, John. Uh,
2: uh, Eric Dickerson.
1: John got it. 19, for 2,105 yards.
2: Bing, bong, boom. Uh, and I win. It feels good to win. It feels so good. Um, I actually have... I think couple... I forgot that Chris Johnson played for the Titans? For some reason, I thought he played for, like, the Texans. He played for the Titans, but then he, like, finished his career with, like, the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've actually got, uh... Few questions too, some some funsies, um, and it's kind of all you know, the bears. You know, they they found their way into the playoffs somehow. It may be a quick out. Um, who knows? Oh. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but these are all kind of bears-related uh, questions, and uh, all bears uh. playoff. These are playoff bears questions. So keep in mind. There are a few of these games or a few of these questions that are gonna be kind of like older because you know, <laughs> okay uh, they don't have a lot going for them uh, in that uh, but yeah we'll start with um, and so this is this this question is based on the last time the Bears made it in the playoffs as a wild card uh, which happened in 1994 who was the quarterback of that Bears team I don't know. <laughs> i'll give you i'll give you uh three names uh jim mcmahon eric kramer steve walsh alex eric kramer it was steve walsh actually so incorrect steve walsh uh last time uh josh over to you um what quarterback in bears playoff history what quarterback has the most passing yards in a playoff game is it jim mcmahon jay cutler or Mitch Trubisky?
1: Ugh, God. <laughs> I, it, it probably is Mitch Trubisky.
2: It is Mitch Trubisky, actually. 303 yards uh, in 2019. So you can guess the year pretty easily. Uh was against the, the, the Eagles. have yeah. to say that, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Uh, in 2010, Jay Cutler... Had his first postseason, first career postseason passing attempt. First time he threw the ball in the postseason, it resulted in a 58 yard touchdown. Alex, who caught that touchdown? Matt Forte, Johnny Knox, or Greg Olson? Forte. It was Greg Olson, actually. But either one of those, either one of those could have been, well, I mean, I guess not so much, right? But uh, all right, Josh, one last question. And this is some of this is pretty recent. This is pretty recent. Um, so in the two thousand one divisional playoff game against the Eagles, it was a home game at Soldier Field. There was this is like I said. There's just not a lot of uh, not a lot of questions to ask on this one. You know what? No, I'm not going to do this one because this one is impossible. This is do it. All right. You can't all start right.
0: halfway in. All right. Go all down right. Down all right. Do it.
2: The Bears lost the game thirty-three to nineteen. They also had an interception return for a touchdown, which you remember 2001? They had a lot of those. Um, but they lost the game 33 19. Who was the player? It was a 35 yard interception return for a touchdown. Who returned that touchdown? Was it Jerry Azuma, Mike Brown, or R.W. McCorders?
1: Uh, I'll say Mike Brown. It was. Actually, Jerry Azuma,
0: not
2: uh, not R.W. Who I remember R.W. McCorders because I really did like his name. Great name.
1: That's a great football name.
2: It just is, isn't it? And Alex, I'm going to do one last question for you. This one's this one. You'll at least know the player. Um, I've known the player. Whatever. Just well, you've known some of the players. Okay. How long was Devin Hester's return touchdown on the opening kickoff? in the Super Bowl against the Colts. How long was that? Was it 89 yards, 92 yards, or 101 yards? 101. It was 92, 92. So you you were close. You were close by way of the numbers being close to one another, very upset. And uh, that'll do it. Uh, I think that'll do it for today. Um, Great season. Um, I'd like to thank all of our listeners. We are fast approaching 800 streams, which is awesome. Um, So we'd like to thank everyone who's listening for sharing it, passing it around, you know, because that's why I've heard a lot of really good uh, word of mouth. Um, And also like to thank uh, Gunter Volker from Jack Hotel uh, for our incredible theme song, I can't wait. Uh, I assume this is our our show's gonna be kind of like Weeds where a new band does our theme song every year, I think. uh, (laughs) I think uh, uh, Band of Horses is doing the one for next season. It's going to be a very, like, epic, airy uh, song. Actually, no, no. We're, we're sticking what we got. Uh, thanks so much to Gunter Volker from Jack Hotel. You can check them out on Spotify um, and on Twitter. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at the FFcast. Um, like I said, we're going to be going through all the games. Super Saturday, super Sunday, super wild card, super duper boys. Um, kind of just throwing out some, some fun funds and some factoids and some Some bullshit, and if games suck, we'll talk about how much they suck. And if games rock, we'll talk about how much they rock. Um, Also, like to thank my two sweet baby pod boys, uh, Alex and Josh. Josh, once again, congratulations on the championship! Uh, Thank you. And Alex, always a pleasure. Um, You'll get them next year, Tiger. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, With that, uh, keep on fantasying. Go Bills.